and welcome to a Medics Day UK podcast. I'm Alicia. I'm currently a fourth year medical student. I'm also a qualified cardiac physiologist and I've spent time working in the pharmaceutical industry. I'm here with my dog, Delilah. Say hi, Delilah. <coughs> when applying to medical school, I had lots of questions that I couldn't find the answers to. And as a medical student, I often find myself in a similar position. Therefore, I will talk to leading experts in their field who will share their experiences on how to become a better doctor and how to navigate your way through those tricky exams in order to gain the most from your time in medical school. So boil the kettle because I'm going to spill the tea. Hi Jonathan and welcome to a medic's day. To anyone listening, we should probably let everyone know who you are and why you're on the podcast today. That's a good idea. Uh, so my name is Jonathan. I'm the producer of Amedics Day. Um, true. True. That is that is my role. Uh, and today I'm going to be interviewing Alicia uh, so that all the listeners know who you are and what you're, where you've come from, what you're up to. True. Yeah, I'm a bit nervous. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what I'm going to ask you. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> so, I'm also nervous because I feel like it's oversharing in a public domain and that's quite scary. Yeah, I guess it is a, a bit scary to be sharing details about your life that uh, you might not normally with so many strangers. Yeah, if I ever go to court, please don't use this against me. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to say? What, in court? Something, something incriminating on the podcast. Oh, right. No, I don't know. It's just oversharing and people can access this anywhere, I suppose. That's just quite nerve-wracking. <laughs> True. So, for this for this um, episode of Medics Day UK, I thought it'd be good for you to tell us a little bit about who you are. So... Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay, so I'm 25 and I'm currently living in Devon, but I'm originally from the Midlands. Um, when people ask me where I'm from, they generally tend to mean, why do I have an unusual name? And why do I look a little bit different to everyone else, I suppose? Yeah. I guess I just don't 100% look English. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> and that's because my mum is from Glasgow, and she has blonde hair and blue eyes, and then my dad is Chinese, but from Brunei. Right, so you've kind of got a bit of a mix of uh, Scottish and Chinese blood. Yes, and then obviously my surname is Chinese because of my dad, and then when people see my name written down, I don't look how they expect me to look. Right. So if I turn up for an appointment or something, they're always like, oh, I don't think it's you, and I'm like, no, it is me. Right, because you don't necessarily yeah. look Chinese, but you also don't look English either. Yeah. Cool, so that's uh, that's sort of a bit about your, like, where you've come from. Yeah, and then a little bit more about me. So at university, I'm not a normal student, kind of student. I live with my dog, Delilah. She's a little Shichon, which is a mix between a Shih Tzu and a Bichon Free. And she's my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Um, so she's kind of like a fairly small dog. Yeah, she's tiny. She's 
I guess like a toy breed, so size of a bunny rabbit pretty much. Okay. And she's white and grey and fluffy. And nice. if you ever see us outside of the house, 98% of the time, I'm probably with Delilah. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. The other 2% is because that's not dog friendly. <laughs> you go everywhere together. Pretty much. <laughs> cool. So tell us a little bit about how you came to be in medical school. Okay. So I did my A-levels after my GCSEs. Yeah in the normal way that you would, and I didn't get the grades that I needed to get into medical school. Okay, so that was then a sort of a bit of a setback as far as you were concerned. Yeah, it definitely was, because that isn't how I plan my life. So um, when I didn't get the grades, I then had to go through clearing. And for anyone who doesn't know what that is, that's when you don't have a place at any university, you reapply. And it's, you apply to all the vacant spaces. So there's a special um, database where you can find out what universities have spaces on which courses and you reapply through that. Okay. So you did that? Yep, I did that. And I ended up at Plymouth University. And um, I studied something called cardiac physiology. Okay, what's that? Um, so cardiac physiology is about how the heart works so it's all the science about the heart and you learn how it's structured how it looks and like all the abnormalities that come about with that okay yeah so is that is there like a practical side of that as well yeah so the degree is something called a vocational degree which means it leads straight into a job um so you're training for a specific job so a cardiac physiologist um is someone that works within the cardiology department and they help out in the cath lab looking at the ECGs and monitoring the heart when the doctors are doing procedures on the patients and they tend to do a bit of the heart scanning and they have a lot to do with pacemakers and different types of heart devices. So I got to learn about that university. Oh, fantastic. And so when you graduated, did you go into that as a job or? Um, no, so I didn't go into that. Um, I don't really remember how I ended up not going into that. I think it was kind of fate and kind of um, maybe luck. Um, okay. So I didn't end up taking a job in that field, which I find really unusual because I really enjoyed the job. But there was a lot of patient interaction and it was a, I found it really interesting. But um, actually, instead of becoming a cardiac physiologist, I became um, a pharmaceutical representative. Okay, so what does that involve? Um, so a pharmaceutical rem- representative is also referred to as a drug rep. That's like okay. the slang. Selling drugs <laughs> on the street corner or? <laughs> no, no, like medication. Um, so I'd be selling medication to doctors, nurses, um, pharmacists anyone that had anything to do with any medication oh interesting yeah so then you did that for how long um, i only did that for one year right yeah we actually make a joke that you're a drug pusher not a drug dealer because you never touch the drugs the money you just push right i see <laughs> so there's no there's no uh t- changing of hands at the drugs just <laughs> just pushing people yeah. fair enough uh, so then how did you get to medical school from there um so 
after I graduated, I graduated in August, the next month, I decided that I still wanted to do medicine. It was something that was still playing on my mind. So I decided to apply to medical school and give it another shot. And obviously I got in. Perfect. So now you've decided to do that. You're you obviously just finished your third year. You're going into fourth year. Yeah. You have decided to start a podcast. Yeah. Are you excited to speak to people about their journey and, and what they're up to in medicine? Yeah, I'm really excited. Um, I think it's going to be interesting to talk to all the different healthcare professionals that we've got lined up. Um, obviously, I encounter doctors, nurses, radiographers, um, pharmacists every day of my life, but it's a really busy environment and I have a lot of questions and they're not, it's not always appropriate during placement to ask when someone's busy at work. So I think it's going to be good to get to sit down and talk to all these different people. Another thing I'm excited about is to talk about my journey um, and share that with everybody. Um, so I decided to start the podcast um, because I kind of wanted to share my journey with other medical students, medical students in younger years, and people applying to medical school. Um, I have a lot of involvement with something called WAMS, which is Widening Access to Medicine. I do a lot of work with them, and I often encounter year 9s, 10s, 11, 12, and 6th form students who are considering getting into medical school. And they have a lot of questions, and every year when I help out on these courses, they ask the same questions every year, and they tend to be the same questions I have, which made me realise that there's a lot of myths out there, some true, some not so true. And it made me want to try and answer those in a public way where people can come and answer, like find their answers. Yeah. Um, also now, as a medical student, I often have lots of questions and I sometimes don't know who to ask. And when I talk to my peers, I realise they also have the same questions yeah so I guess trying to answer those questions from the leading healthcare professionals and just answering them so that people can come and find their answers here so yeah that's kind of why I've decided to do it so Alicia what would you like to learn from the medical professionals you're going to be interviewing um I'm excited to hear their stories about experiences that they've had in the clinical environment um and just trying to learn from their experiences. I always find that learning from someone else's mistakes works for me. So I would like to find out what maybe has gone wrong and how they've learned from it and how it's made them grow. Also to hear from the positive things and hear what's worked for them. Um, and maybe using that as a shortcut to help myself develop. Um, I think also it's going to be really enriching to my development as a doctor to, to do all of this and to have these conversations. I think it will help me learn things that I wouldn't have learned in a different way. So I think I'm hoping it's going to help me become a better doctor. Um, and also to be inspired, I'm hoping that it will be motivational and it will push me to want to work further and harder. Um, I, Whenever I'm feeling demotivated, I always watch YouTube videos or listen to podcasts. And all of my friends make jokes that I spend so much time doing it. 
but I really find that it helps if I watch someone who's succeeding more in life than me or who's doing better in life than me it motivates me and it inspires me so I'm kind of hoping that's what's going to happen from having these conversations. So tell me what is your highlight of medical school so far? Um, I think passing every year, so every academic year at medical school has probably been the highlight. It's such a relief. I remember in first year, I wasn't convinced I was going to make it out of first year. Not because I wasn't doing very well, but probably just my self-belief. I didn't think it was something that I was going to be able to achieve. So that's definitely the highlight is each year when I get that letter to say that I'm progressing to the next year. Yeah. That's definitely been the highlight and the part of the year I look forward to each year. Yeah. I mean, definitely from the outside, it, it seems very competitive and uh, and sort of, um, what's the way it is? It's judged, you're judged against your cohort is the way that it seems. Is that true? Yeah. So the way that my medical school graders is that we all sit the same exam four times a year and then they rank us in order like from almost like best to worst and then the bottom percentage will like either get an unsatisfactory or a borderline and then everyone above that is satisfactory or excellent um so putting as an order it it's quite a scary thing <laughs> yeah of course because there's nobody in medical school who um who's not smart or you know not got the intelligence to be there would you say that's true? Yeah, definitely. So, everyone... it, so it's quite a competitive environment in that respect. Yeah, yeah. No, everyone in my year is definitely very intelligent people and they kind of make us not work against each other because we definitely work together, but they rank us against each other, which I think there's pros and cons, but it's definitely a good thing because it motivates you to want to work harder there's no way that you can just achieve the pass mark and sail on through. You always have to push yourself harder knowing that your peers are working harder as well. So it's a good thing. Excellent. But um, definitely something I'd want to touch on is that um, in terms of the highlight of medical school is that growing up, I was told many times that I wasn't the person that was going to make it into medical school. I was always having conversations with teachers where they were like, well... You could always consider another career. Um, and that kind of affected my confidence in myself. And I think to this day, it still has a bit of an effect on my confidence. Okay. And it's something that I hear, it's a common story that I've heard people have, where their teacher has told them throughout their lives that they're probably not going to make it. Or yeah. people in their lives have always made them doubt themselves a little bit. So when I pass each year, I realise that, anyone can do it like if I can do it anyone can do it and you know I wasn't always the best academically like I've always been strong but I've not always been the best so to have made it into medical school and be passing through after having had those conversations in my past it's definitely a relief and a highlight excellent so counter to that tell me what has been the most difficult thing you've faced um, I think for me, the most difficult thing is probably the discipline. Um, in general, I'm a pr very disciplined person, and that's something that just comes naturally to me. But I think having to always prioritise medicine and my studies before other things can be quite difficult. Um, 
I always say that you have to make sacrifices and I hear a lot of people saying that and that sounds a lot more strict than it actually is but sometimes when your friends are all hanging out who aren't studying medicine or already employed and working it can be really hard to balance your time so particularly for me as I was a graduate most of my friends now are employed working people and they get paid holiday time and they have completely free weekends so trying to maintain those relationships and achieve what I want to achieve is can be quite difficult but um over time I've found that it's become easier to do that as I've learned more and learned those complex things that you need to know medicine I've kind of built foundations and built upon them so it's become easier to learn and then you get motivated from that which makes the choice between having to study and do the thing that's maybe not as beneficial to your life it's good it's easier to make the decision between the two does that make sense of course (laughs) yeah so tell me, what have you found most surprising about being at medical school? Maybe something that you thought was going to be difficult that hasn't been or something that's been difficult that you didn't think was going to be difficult? I thought medical school was going to be so much harder than it actually is. Interesting. Yeah. Um, when you see on TV medical dramas or when you go to the hospital and you watch what's going on, if you've ever watched like a relative... Um, go into hospital. Um, I've always thought it was just going to be more complicated than it actually is. And I'm surprised by how easy it is to learn those complex things and how quickly I've been able to learn them. Okay. Yeah. And a big secret about medical school is actually, it's not actually that difficult. Like when you learn the foundations and you've got the basics and you know the terminology... It just takes a little bit of time to put things together. And I think a lot of my peers would agree, because I've had this conversation with them before, is that it's just time-consuming more than being difficult. Okay. So it's about um, putting in the time rather than it being overly complicated. Yeah. What you're basically saying is medical school is a breeze. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Probably not a breeze, but it's just... The fear that you have before you get here... Right, it doesn't live up to that expectation. Yeah, it's so much... I want to say easier, but then I feel like people are going to get mad. You're not saying it's easy. (laughs) You're just saying it's... You build it up in your mind to be something so big that when you actually break it down into what do I need to do today... Yeah. It's not actually as overly complicated as you make it out to be before you get got here yeah and that could just be my experience maybe some people listening would really disagree with me okay i don't want to be lit i don't want to be i don't want to be little what other people are doing it's definitely complicated and there's definitely a lot of time and effort but to anyone considering coming to medical school in really early years i guess i'm trying to say it does get easier and you jump those hurdles and when you look back you almost can't remember jumping the hurdle. Well, that's from my experience. I can't remember ju- jumping the hurdles. Yeah. Um, another thing that's surprising, actually, is how quickly the time's gone by. Right, I see. Yeah, when I was a graduate and working and I applied to medical school, part of me doubted if I wanted to come because 
five years of my life is a really long time. And I must have been 21, I think, when I applied. And I was like, I'll be 26, 27 when I graduate. That, That feels like a really long time. Whereas I'm now going into my fourth year and I look back and I have absolutely no idea where the time's gone. It has flown by so quickly and that's terrifying. Okay, interesting. And surprising. <laughs> yeah. Tell me, what are you looking forward to about medical school? Um, I'm looking forward to learning more. Obviously, I know some medicine and I know some things. But in medicine, in this field, you never know everything. The GMC, which is the... Sorry, what's the GMC? The GMC is the General Medical Council. Okay. Yeah. So they oversee all, all medical practitioners? Or just doctors? Doctors. And they're kind of like the body, the governing governing body body. of the doctors, yeah. Right, okay. So the General Medical Council. Yeah. And um, they have a document, I think it's called Future Doctors. I think we can put it in the link, can't we? For people to find. But um, one of the things they say are doctors are scholars, and um, that's just that doctors should be able to learn. And medicine is a lifelong learning field. Like, you never stop learning because there's just so much to know. So I'm looking forward to learning more and knowing even more. Um, I have absolutely no idea what area I want to specialise in. People keep asking me. I still don't know. But the thought of knowing that one day I'm going to be a doctor and I probably will be a specialist in some area or I will definitely have specialised to become particular type of doctor that's really exciting because i have absolutely no idea what the future's holding of course well thank you very much for coming in today alicia to um, have a chat with me about yourself Uh, i know at the end of all your podcasts you like to do a buster myth so it'd be good for you to to bust a myth for us something about medical school or um a myth that you would like to bust okay myth that i'd like to bust Um, I think when I was in school, a lot of people were considering a career in medicine and they always said, oh, I'd love to be a doctor. I find it really interesting, but I'm not clever enough. So the myth that I like to bust is you don't have to be clever enough. If it's genuinely a career that you want to do and it's genuinely something that you're actually passionate about, you can do it. There's different entries into medical school, there's different ways of getting in, and there's so many different routes that one of them will work for you. So if you really, truly want it, you can get in, and you shouldn't doubt yourself about not being clever enough. Perfect. Well, thank you very much. That's okay. And we look forward to hearing from you again. Yeah, thank you for listening. (laughs) and talking to me you're very welcome thank you for listening to a medics day uk podcast next week i will be speaking to mr ling san wong a consultant general surgeon from University Hospitals, Coventry and Warwick, and lecturer at Warwick Medical School. 
He will be talking to us about life as a surgeon. Here is a preview to get your ears warmed up. You must be able to take uh, disappointment, failures, and, and to, to also have the audacity to admit mistake that you have made. It, it is a demanding career. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube using the handle Emedics Day UK. For this week, that is all from us. Catch you soon. <laughs>